Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fire Table. I am your host, Big D, also known as Darren Redwine. I am joined what, by my two what? buddies here, Chef Bo. How hey, you doing, Chef? Good. What's going on, Big D? Well, lots of good stuff, man. Right. A great topic today. Ooh. And then also our other uh, good friend, Hammerhead Tim. Tim, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm having the best day ever. Woo! Wow, that's good news. That's Dang good to hear. Yeah. Um, it was a good weekend for me. How about you guys? Anything exciting happen in your world? Um, only thing that happened exciting in my world is that uh, out where I'm at, five miles north of hell, it was a beautiful 95 degrees. It was beautiful. gorgeous, clear skies. I mean, it was. I got tanned by staying inside in the AC and still got still got a tan. It was beautiful. <laughs> right through the roof. Oh, right and, there. And uh, Hammerhead, how was your weekend? Oh, it was fantastic. I did a lot of yard work and hung out with my family, just like I like. Ooh. I did the same thing. So I rented an aerator and a tiller Yeah. and decided to go all out Saturday. Wow. And man, you I got to tell you, that was, I was feeling it. I got the workout where I didn't do anything Sunday except watch Formula One racing. I don't know if you guys are into Formula One racing, but it's pretty cool. I, I, you, I do. I do watch. Have a chance to catch that Netflix show, F1. Uh, it gives that. you the behind the scenes of Formula One racing, and then the race itself that's happening right now is actually pretty interesting. What were we gonna say, Bo? Uh, I'm a white guy. I don't do that. No, Tim what, does NASCAR. Doesn't that go right at NASCAR? Oh, you're not a European white guy. Yeah, he's that's not. He's not a cultured white guy. He's a backwoods white guy. <laughs> you're not that white royalty. <laughs> Which, by the way, those drivers for those cars making fifty four million a year. Yeah, and they're the highest paid. There yeah, is some serious huge. scratch in that industry or in that sport. I, I think if we put it in food context, uh, Tim is probably more cool whip and not ready whip. Oh, <laughs> oh. Wow. I am, I am. Man, that might have hit home with the chef in the world, right? Is that a low blow with the chef world? Yeah, that's really low. Dude, I'm shouldn't tell you. I make my own. <laughs> wow. Okay, we can hot. The table's hot. Everything is hot. Fire. All right, so, so let's go. We have uh, this week, I'm going to fire table 118, and then I think mm. we've got brackets, too, for yep. uh, the, the next grouping of guests. Yep. So my table, and it, this fire is going to tap uh, kind of be a little bit of what we talked about in the past, but I want to make it a little bit more specific to an action kind of a thing. So All I would right. like to talk about labor issues and staffing, which is a topic that came up. I also have the opportunity to be a part of a project that's happening with the company that I work for as far as labor and staffing across the country. So this is something that I would like to see and maybe get some ideas or where, where you might think people are coming from on this topic. So here it is. Labor, if I am a restaurant owner, what are my thoughts of what I've been doing in the past, where I am currently, and what are the things that I need to do to get more people in to make myself profitable for the future? So I like it in that segment, what you've used to do to get people, what you do now to get people, and then how do you keep them, and what do you need to do now to keep people coming in for the future as we go through all this this changeover, so to speak, this, this industry changing, um, because you have people that are in their industry that are now leaving it, and then mm -hmm. you have some that are trying to make that jump to this industry, but at a level they don't belong at. Oh, yeah not experienced for and obviously the income's not there for them so it's kind of an unrealistic thing but you still see people trying to do it so i hope that's enough context of where to go but not mm -hmm. too specific to where you can't come out of the box with some thinking so who would like to go ahead and uh 
Take 10 seconds, think about it, and go first. 10 seconds is a long time for dead air. Well, but I, 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 I got I, I have a question though. Uh, in your in your question, and you were talking about people keeping people coming back. Are we talking about keeping customers coming back, or are we talking about get, hiring a higher level of staff? Labor and staffing only. Your okay. people, your employees, your people. So how to keep them coming back so they don't quit the job, and how they stay long term? I guess more of a focus on retention. Retention, okay. I'm glad. Yeah. That, I'm Since glad. Our there's industry a, is typically high on losing people, uh, yeah. either for positive things or negative things. But it is a right, transition right. kind of a job. No, it is something that you want to stay in and then, you know, make it a part of your lifestyle. Yeah. But most of the time, even when you have people excelling in different industries, they come through while they're going to college and then move right, on to right, be. Right, right, right. You're always, you're always going to have that. But Hammerhead, go ahead, man. I didn't have any time to think. Well, <laughs> you just wasted you know, 10 seconds to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> you did it for you, Tim. Yeah. I Buffer. guess I, I actually was. Not I don't know ready. why you're ready, Whip. Right? You're ready to. Go. <laughs> I, I, I'm ready it's cool, to Whip. As soon as you were saying everything, it immediately popped in my head. I didn't need the ten seconds. I was just courtesy. Oh, nice. Um, Ooh, cool, Whip. Hot coming in. Right. Uh, actually, you, you know, the first part of your question was how has was it always done before, and, and you know, uh, I think they put an ad in the paper. They put an ad on. Um, you know, on job sites and just said, hey, uh, hiring cooks. They put a, a put a sign in the door that said, now hiring. That's the way um, it yeah. was done forever. And um, there was always a stream of people that were coming in. Then, um, you know, especially, you know, during this COVID time when it's been so difficult, um, they're starting to reach out to all the different platforms. I mean, you see the Indeeds and all the builders mm -hmm. and, you know, um, all the job sites that uh, are really being utilized right now, but they're not always getting the, the best candidates. Um, and they, you know, it's pretty easy to lie on a, on one of those applications and say oh, yeah. anything to make yourself fit on, on that. So, um, how, how do we get the folks to, to stay, to retain? It's very, very difficult. Um, and I, I'm seeing it with all my customers. I don't think I have one customer that is saying, uh, no, I don't need anybody. We're great. They're all saying it. They can't find good help. They, um, people are showing up, like you said, uh, you know, not the most qualified people. And they're getting thrown into these situations that they think they can handle, and they cannot. And and they're and the re, the restaurant owners are and everyone in the restaurant is really suffering as a result of it, including the customer. So, what a great question! I mean, so many people they just don't know what to do. Um, I know that, uh, you know, you had kind of turned me on to a little something and hopefully, uh, that'll be something that will work out for some folks, you know, being able to throw a body at something, but you know, it's not a permanent solution. I think a lot of what, especially what you do out there or have done for some of my customers is the training aspect of it. How do we get someone to stay? And I believe that that is a lot of it is you know, a fair and equal pay for someone um, to give someone the the things that they need also in their lives so that they can do the job. 
and then it's all about the training and the consistency that the either GM or the manager or the owner gives the employee that they've just hired. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love all that. Good thoughts. So if you were the restaurant owner today, I'm in trouble. What would you do? I know. <laughs> I think. I'm going to throw my two cents in here, my wooden nickel. I think as a restaurant owner, you have to come to the hard realization of what type of establishment are you, right? Are you, well, like you say, are you the type of establishment that is going to attract the part-time college student as a worker, right? Or are yeah, you, employer right, of employer of choice? Are you, or are you a fine dining establishment where based on tips and wages, somebody can make a decent living at? And will stay for a long time, or are you that just the professional server with a high right. average, bringing in sixty thousand or more? Right, which is kind of to Tim's point about fair and equal wage. Right, fair and equal wage, okay. but you you have to designate what type of establishment you are. The owner has to look at that, and then based off that, that kind of is going to dictate your hiring pool, right? Because you're not in a fine dining establishment, you're not going to hire a college student unless they're going to be a busser or a dishwasher or something like that. You you want somebody seasoned out on the floor that's going to make you money, right? You want somebody that can represent the food and talk to the food and have food knowledge. But if you're a fast casual, then that mid-range college student, maybe a little older, that's who you're going to get. But I think to everybody's point, it's that it comes with training and then it comes with being able to, the owner has to now support that and cultivate that employee maybe like they never did before because look back when i was doing hiring and firing i was doing a lot more firing than hiring right it was because my whole thought was you know what there are a hundred of you out there and you can be replaced in five minutes you know if you don't want to do this job you can go get another one somewhere else but now we're up against something where people are getting stimulus checks or they're they got a different gig or they went into a different industry and and they realize man maybe i don't want to go back to the restaurant world Right. So now that pool has shrunk. So now the owners have to change up a lot. Right. So now the owners have to change tactics. They can't go with the I'm going to do more firing than hiring. you got to hire the right people and you got to start looking at that 2080 rule where it's like out of 100 percent, 20 of your 20 percent of your applicants are going to stay and be worth it. The other 80 percent are going to turn and burn, even though it costs a lot of money. But you have they have to figure out how many bodies they're going to need to run that operation to be profitable, to make money, to not get customer complaints. Cause I'll tell you this, the novelty of being able to go out and eat, you know, after here in California on June 15th, if uh, governor hairpiece stick, sticks to his word, right. I would say by August, the novelty quote unquote of going out to eat is going to have worn off. And then it's going to come down to value and it's going to come down to those things in the restaurant industry. We all want, which is good quality food, good quality service, nice, clean establishment, right? If you got the food piece taken care of, you got the cleanliness taken care of and you're having trouble with staffing, people aren't going to go back right now. It's like, Oh, I don't care if the server sucks. I'll wait 45 minutes because I've been out to eat in six months, you know? So they're, they're willing to forgive right now. Eventually that's going to stop. So the owners and the managers or the chefs or whoever it is have to spend more time training up their staff and make them feel valuable, like they're part of the family. And they have to start breeding a culture. They have to start making people want to come to work and versus wanting to call off. You know, and, and that's where 
the, the owner's perception and the owner's ideals have to change a little bit. You know, now look, you, you can have restaurant owners and chefs out there that train and cultivate and do all that stuff. That's great. They still run into the challenge of where are the bodies? It has to be the employee's choice, you know, a place they want to work. So that reputation has to be there. You know, there, there's a lot in this labor piece to unpack, but I think based off the way we were doing it before, you can't do it that way anymore. No, I think no, you have to work I, harder. I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I mean, everything that you said and everything that, that I, I was saying, mm -hmm. I mean, the bottom line is the bodies aren't even coming in. So yeah. I can't even, I can't even train those people. I can't even weed those people out. They're not even coming in. I got people that are putting ads out and using all the different things to try and get people to come in and apply for jobs. And he'll, he'll get one, two, maybe three people that come in for a restaurant yeah. position, a chef position. It, and and even, tough. I mean, yes, well, none of those three are even qualified, but right. can you imagine that? You, you got a, a chef position and only three people are knocking on your door. Jeez. They're not and it is and it is that bad and it's that yeah, bad it uh, nationwide. Yeah. So part of that question and, and there was a lot in there. Yeah. The original question is if you now own. So here you go. You both now own your restaurant. You're in this situation to where you only got a couple people coming in. What do you do? Reevaluate my menu and expectations as an owner. It's like if this is the best that's coming in there, if this is the people that want to work, then, mm. then we got to make the menu smaller. We got to make things easier. We might have to come down in the dining segment, you know, or go up in the dining segment, whatever the case may be, to be well, able to. What do you to, mean by that? Clarify that. Up well, go from fine dining, you know, to a higher end actually fast change casual, the concept? Actually change the concept. I mean, if that's what it's going to take. I mean, the restaurant industry has forever pivoted and changed and been able to survive because we don't, for the most part, as an industry, we don't get stuck in a rut, right? We change with the seasons. We change with the demands. The trends are constantly changing. You know, I mean, when people started cooking with liquid nitrogen, right, making ice cream and shattering berries, everybody went apeshit. I'm sure the liquid nitrogen companies loved it, right? They're like, whoo, man, we're selling more stuff right on. You know, so it, as things change and evolve, like sous vide. Sous vide hit the hit the ground running, right? I mean, and it was a long time coming, but it changed the industry. So you can say like I was, uh, uh, what was uh, Alenia? Alenia is actually doing family meals. They actually did family meals for Easter, and they're looking at it for Mother's Day. They're changing the concept a little bit to do meal kit take home, right? So there's nothing that states, there's nothing written in stone for all the restaurant owners out there. Just because you're fine dining today doesn't mean you can't be a burger place tomorrow. So what I, I couldn't agree with that more. And just to add to my, my two cents, I'm fully on board with that. I, yeah. I think controlling your staff, your menu mm -hmm. um, is, is the way to go and you can get away with it right now. And that, yeah. you know, maybe that's not even the right words of getting away with it. It's you almost expected. use this as I'm sorry. It's almost expected. By whom? Owners By the consumer. The consumer. The, the expecting you to downsize? No, expecting change. Okay. So not to kick around words, no. but I don't know if they're expecting the change, but I do think they're willing to adapt with you yeah. on your change and to assimilate to whatever you're doing. Right. I think the control of the restaurant owner is totally there right now. And mm -hmm. the problem that I'm having when I talk to some people, even in my consultation arena, 
I'm even having restaurant operators having a hard time wrapping their head around how to how to change. And, and when you ask them, is it a bad thing that you drop from 35 to items to 15? Why is that bad? Yeah. And they, and they immediately go, well, I think I might lose some people. And I say, you're not losing anybody because they're dying to get out. Yeah, you're, you might actually they're gain. Coming. The problem is, is that when they do come out and you've got a shit show, mm-hmm. Because you're scrambling around trying to staff them, trying to cram in all this business, three-hour wait. Now their expectation can't help to get higher because they're waiting three hours. It's just a natural thing to, I'm getting anxious. And if you don't deliver on that, they're not going to look back and go, oh, he was short-staffed. I'll I'll forgive him. No, they're going to think you got it under control. Yep, They're going to think that you were okay with this. You allowed it. You could handle this. And you did. Yep. So. If you would shrink it down, and I, I'm, I'll have to wrap my head around changing concepts. That's the first time I've heard that, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I could do that because I think you can execute your current concept in the manner and the fashion that you need to, to have excellence, consistency, speed of service to get your table turns, and then also taking some of that money and applying technology to where I need to do it. The other mm-hmm. thing would be, that I'm thinking is that this is the perfect time now to get rid of dead weight. Oh yeah. And, and, and to get rid of who does not want to be there. So then back to Tim's point of giving more money, I think I can generate the guest count because everybody wants to get out the quality service to do some upsell mm-hmm. and um, close Monday and Tuesday, which are very dead days. As far as if you look at straight profitability, unless well, I think they're dead days because then you're also stretching out your staff and then you right. won't be able to execute as well on a minimum staff. But I think you could also do that and give them an extra two to two fifty an hour rate. Well, there, there's also this point, and I used to do this with my staffs, was when we would ramp up for season, I'd pull my staff together a couple weeks beforehand and be like, look, I can either hire four more people to cover mm-hmm. these shifts or you all can suck it up for six months. And make some extra scratch. What well, what well, would you like me to do? Mind and I tell them, mind you, I'm holding your feet to this fire either way. Mm-hmm. And they'd yeah. be like, No, no, we want the shifts, we want the money. I'm like, All right, then I'm not going to hire anybody. But if I ask you to work a double, or you need to work in the restaurant and then banquets, or you got to pull a pool bar shift, or you got to pull a breakfast shift, from this point forward, I hear no shit from anybody. Yeah, because I just and need I, I need to cover some shifts. Good points there. Because the yeah. other thing I would say is rather than, well. The other thing would be focusing on the sanitation of my restaurant, mm-hmm. the, yeah. tech, the 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 performance of the food. Those things better come out on point mm-hmm. because there's not much you got to do. Yep. Right. And then within the first two weeks, all of you will adapt to the business volume because that's mm-hmm. just what we do as humans. Mm-hmm. But don't act like you're not going to be able to adjust and work something out and be able yeah. to do it. And the thing is, too, what I wanted to go back to is the interviewing piece as well and establishing the conversation. So if you have people right now that are ready to work with you. I think you should wrap your hands around those hard workers and the mm-hmm. rest of them just let them go. Yeah. Right? Agreed. So, you know, what? We're, we're, I'm going to rebuild this thing, do it. Boom. Another dollar 50 for you. We hang tight. We ride this. Boom. Another dollar. So that's yeah. the two fifty within a six month time frame. Who's not going to want to take a bite out of that. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Not only that, we slow the volume down a little bit. We invest in some technology to run our floor properly. In the meantime, I still keep my job postings out similar mm-hmm. to the company that I turned Tim on to and everybody else. And we start finding, if we find a diamond and rough that oh, came yeah. from uh, selling Xeroxes, or I would even comb the high schools right now because summer's going to come. They need to make some money. 
if I can pull, if I'm interviewing some high school people and I find that one guy that, or a girl that's sharp and can be taught the skill, but yet I, the personality, the teamwork the, can fit into my chemistry of my kitchen or in front of the house staff, I'm grabbing them and just slowly develop them and let it work around their schedule. You better, the, you better I'd hope to God the cops aren't on those high school campuses. If you're trolling around trying to get somebody to work. Well, Good I Lord. Why would you say college? Age group Why would you say college? Old enough. Is old enough. Uh, and then. Um, now you're uh, to catch a predator. I know, right? <laughs> so that, that's how I get my commercial. That's yeah, right. That's how you get the line. commercial. Be like, so you ordered a medium pizza just for By yourself? That's how they prove that I have two good years in. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are some people, and even as I talk to, you know, my, my son is off to college right now about some people that have done well that are going right here locally to mm-hmm. locally, but going to UCLA, going to some JCs, they still need some cash. Oh, yeah. So what I got to do, and my daughter just picked up something doing uh, five, four-hour shifts. She was okay with it. Four hours, not bad. Doesn't take up my whole day. I get a little extra little extra scratch. Yeah. But yet I got someone that's going to be reliable, knows their schedule, um, show up, and, and again, I'm getting their personality. Right to attract more people, and I will teach the skill set. See, that, I think that's probably going to be the only way to go, along yeah. with education and and um. And I, I think to that that point that you're making, Darren, it's like when I hired people, I didn't hire servers, I hired bussers. I made them servers. I didn't hire cooks. I hired dishwashers. I made them cooks, right? Because you you teach them life skills and how to do things, and you spend time with them. Then all of a sudden, you have a person who's loyal to you, right, and loyal to the restaurant. And in the restaurant industry, you know, things always happen. But and I always told my staff, it's like, look, I don't want you to retire with me, but I want some good solid years. And when you do decide to leave here, I want you to leave here better than when you came here. Right. It's like if you came in as a, as a dishwasher, I wanted you to leave as a saute cook. And if I can't pay you the money and you got to you can get a gig someplace else to make more money and do better for your family. Great. But I know in my head I'm getting five, six years out of that guy. Right. So he's going to learn a trade. And then I have somebody Absolutely. who's eager. Right. And then same with with the dishwasher or the busters. You know, it's like, yeah, go out there, be a busser. You know, then, you know, if I see that you're being aggressive and you're clearing tables and you're engaging with customers, but you're not slacking on your job duties, I'll train you how to be a server. You know, we'll go through the steps of service. You'll shadow some people on slower days. You'll start to understand what it is and how things work here. I'd never liked hiring people with bad habits. Right. And if they were, cause right. I hated hearing this. Well, you know, at my last restaurant, dude, I don't give a shit about your last restaurant, right? Your last restaurant is now my competition. Right. So no, this is how we do things here. Right. You know, and, and so you don't hire the bad habits, but you still have to find the work ethic, the personality, the willingness and the reliability, you know, and, and that's what people should be looking for. They shouldn't just be looking at a resume going, well, this guy's only been a server at Denny's. Screw him. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, and you still got to put into play too. Another person's trash is another person's treasure. Right. You Absolutely. Never, you never quite know. You never it, know. It could be that that employee that just said well, that environment over there was just toxic. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm not going to badmouth them. I just knew I couldn't work there, and mm-hmm. they could be the best thing ever for you. But the, the other part I wanted to add on to uh, what I was saying is, at the end of this, of what you brought up, eventually they will have to come back to work. And yeah. to me, when you got a culture and environment uh, that's working well, and then you can hand pick those people that are dying to come back to work, and you'll find some of those that say, well, you know, I needed to stay home because 
uh, too much homeschooling. I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't leave and do that. But now they're full time in school. I've got the time. Boom. That might be someone to say, okay, you're in. And then yeah. make that schedule fit that schedule. And there'd be no reason for them to leave. I think you're going to be able to cherry pick like that come August, September of yeah. this year. But if you don't take this time now to set up the proper training, the proper onboarding, and building that chemistry and that culture of your restaurant now, and if you don't break yourself out of that vicious thought process or thinking that you did just five years ago, you're going to have a tough time yeah. uh, oh, for, for the sure. next 10 years based on the way things are going. For sure. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's, and I think owners have to look at it differently or hiring managers or whatever the hell you want to call them. They need to start mm-hmm. looking at it differently. They need to start meeting people and start hiring on human traits, not just experience. Because you can have a great person that came from a grocery store. They just maybe want something different because yes. they want flexibility in their schedule because of homeschooling. Right. Mm-hmm. So, all right. How long was this person there? What did they do? You know, or do they come across nice? Or, you know, I mean, there, there's well, many reasons. Someone just may want more interaction. I mean, how much yeah. interaction are you going to get being a checker, being a stalker? Does he stalker? You uh, yeah, yeah, stalker. Uh, we go back to that high school know, campus. That may not be who they are and what they're doing. So I, I definitely think that's out. Yeah, but I no, think we've got a sure. few more minutes if we want to let Hammerhead serve dessert and bring it to a close. I know you're thinking about something. You were sitting there for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think this is going to end anytime soon. I mean, <laughs> you're pretty hopeful when you say uh, August, but you know. Uh, well, I'm saying August as far as I mean, you or Bo. I know, I know. Oh, okay. I mean, but you know, let's face it, they're going to be dealing out money for a while, so I don't know how quickly people are going to be running back to work. But um, I just, I can't. I mean, it, it's absolutely mind blowing to see how much, how many problems my customers have trying to find people. Um, and it's my really good ones. It's my average ones. It's the ones that aren't real organized. I mean, they're all looking for people. Um, I, I, I have some that are considering closing a couple of days a week simply because they can't find the staff. And, you know, just on the conversation that the three of us were having, I took a lot of notes because I'm going to be able to approach a couple of my customers with some really new ideas. I mean, a few things that Bo had said and and a few things that you had said that just really hit home, um, you know, about reducing the menu, about like, hey, maybe change the concept of this place. Why not? Um, and, and, and also about like, hey, do we need to be open? One of the things that I thought up uh, was not necessarily being having to be open Monday and Tuesday, closing those days, but um, do we need to be open for lunch? Can we only be open for dinner? Yeah. Um, can we do that for a while until? Because I have customers that are trying to do it, and they're failing. Mm-hmm. They're not giving the experience. The food isn't coming out right or quick enough, or they're getting complaints, and it's simply a staffing issue is the problem. Well, if you have a giant menu and you're trying to do all this and you're trying to be open, you know, um, 14 shifts a week and you only have enough people to do nine shifts, you're going to have a problem. You're going to put out subpar food. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I got a lot. I got a lot out of this. Well, then let me let me ask you for the last we have two minutes. The last two minutes. 
what is the challenge of closing those two days? Why do they feel like, what are they worried about? That they can't make the revenue to pay the rent? No, because I think they are making the rent. Um, they are. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I think it, it's possibly ego stuff. I think it is inside the box thinking. We've always done it this way and you can't yep. close because if you do that, they're going to think you're closed all the time or it's not worth it or I got to pay the bills 24 hours a day. You know, uh, you know, I always yeah, got to pay the bill. I got a customer that closed Monday and Tuesday and uh, is staying that way and she's doing just as many sales. Her Thursday has gone up the same dollar amount that she was doing on Monday, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. She was always closed Monday, but her Monday and Tuesday sales just went over to Thursday. I, I am all good. absolutely approaching a couple of my customers uh, tonight regarding this. Okay. Have the courage to close and then really take advantage of the next four days is what I'm recommending people and to pick and choose and build your team, rebuild your team. Agreed. With the, one, with the ones that want to work and go ahead and pay them. And pass it on because the same consumer that is adjusting to what's happening out there sees it in the grocery store. They see it at every single restaurant. I think, Hammerhead, you brought this up maybe, I don't know, five or six weeks ago about passing the dollar through the menu and the shortages all of them having. Just, just do it. So why wait? We've seen enough of it over the last month and a half that consumers will pay. I mean, crap. A, a candy bar is $2.25. But on that note, thank you for joining us. We're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break. Feel free to come back and join an update on our brackets. We'll talk to you soon. See you later, everybody. All right, come back and check the brackets. All right, welcome back to Fire Table. I'm your, I am, excuse me, <laughs> I am your host, Darren Redwine, also known as Big D. I am here with uh, hammerhead Tim. Tim, how's it going? Oh, save me a space for my hammerhead. says. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hammerhead Tim. I, I apologize. Wow. That. And then also Chef Bo. Hey now. Reminded me of proper titles. Bo, hey, doing hey. well? Doing excellent, man. Excellent. Well, we're at the fun part of the podcast. Yes, we and are. That, well, I think the other part was kind of fun too. Maybe a little heavy for some people, depending on if you're in our industry or not. It's a very Good big info. topic. And some people are scared about their businesses and things uh, like that and what to do. And true. so let's, we're going to have a little fun here with the uh, remaining brackets. Well, not not the remaining. No. We're not going to cover everything. But the I think this is the other half, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yep. This is the, the other, other half. half of the bracket. Yep. Uh, we're going to go through today. So, Chef Bo, go ahead and uh, take us through the bracket. All right, man. So here we go. We got the the final side of the head-to-head competition. And, in to, to, and then when we're done picking these ones out, we'll recap everything so everybody stays on pace with us. Um, but this first category today is the calorie buster. Um, this is the desserts versus the pastas for, so everyone remembers, and we have pies, any type of pie out there, anybody who likes the, likes the pie, um, up against lasagna, right? So the winner of this is going to represent the calorie buster, uh, portion of the bracket. So, uh, hammerhead, why don't you go first here, man? What, uh, what a lineup. I mean, uh, <laughs> what we went through to just to get those pies. I know. Uh, and, and that lasagna. I mean, and, and it just it seems like an impossible thing to try and <sighs> compete 
yep. with the two of them. But you know, um, I, I love uh, I love pie, and hey now. Uh, I think it's the I think it's just one of the greatest uh, one of the greatest things. But um, you know, I don't think I could live on pie alone, what? and uh, I could definitely live on lasagna. What? So my vote is is uh, fairly easy in this one because I'm much more of a savory person rather than a sweet. I'm going lasagna. Oh, more savory than salty for sure. So we're gonna have one for. Oh, let me. What technical issues right here? All right, so we got one for lasagna, even though everybody loves pie. Okay, Big D, where are you at? Okay, so I, I'm chocolate cake. I know. Throw that out there one more time. <laughs> Is that your nickname in high school? <laughs> you can't go wrong with a good chocolate cake. Nick, is that your nickname? But it did not win, so I will uh, concede. And uh, we'll talk about pies. Uh, and which, by the way, I, I may not have made it clear, I am a big fan of pies. I have a... Well, no, maybe I did make it clear back no, on that last Yeah, you did. Tim, you know about my blackberry pie. Yeah. I, you and I have <laughs> used that word fetish. But I'm not, it's not <laughs> Is that how you get them? You're like, hey, you want some pie? <laughs> let's try. Let's, let's see if that does let's it. Let's see if it works. Well, well, I guess you'll know. You want some pie or you want some lasagna? Which, are, <laughs> which one do you think is going to work? Which one's getting them in the car? <laughs> ban the van. Ban the uh, van. Yeah, so with that said, uh, I am a big fan of the blackberry pie, the, the apple pie that's loaded with that mm. lattice and those sugar crystals oh, on yeah. it, hot, a la mode, uh, the whole deal. Yep. Uh, and so pies to me is is really is a, is a good way to go. But I am one of the people that picked lasagna when we did this because I, I do love a good lasagna. Uh, I like how it stacks, the creaminess of the ricotta, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. lasagna sheet, a nice, and I am a mm. meat sauce fan, so I do mm. like the ground beef and the spices and all that with the ricotta and mm -hmm. uh, just the, just the whole thing. Right. Right. So, right. And even next day in lasagna, you let it cool, right. Let it chill mm -hmm. next day. You still fire back up and nuke the thing and it still can come out. Fantastic. True. And then of course True. you put it with some bread and then, and then it's on. Right. Right. And right. Back yeah. in the day when you're drinking, you throw a little red wine on that. Oh and yeah. Finish it up with the tiara and uh, yeah. So lasagna has good memories for me, uh, but unlike oh. Tim, I have a sweet tooth. Oh. So I am going with the pie. Oh, all that buildup on the lasagna, and he goes back home for the pies. The Love pie. it. I gotta finish with the pie. Gotta, I, uh, right? Oh, I mean, I'm uh, destroy you. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, once again, tiebreaker here. Tiebreaker vote. No pressure. I love both of these items, pies and lasagna. Perfect meal would be like some lasagna and then some cherry pie right after that. And then just I'm going to bed for a month. Um, yes, yes. Right. I mean, it's just, you know, and lasagna, there's so many you can do variations of lasagna. You know, you can do the the, the traditional non meatless sauce. Right. Or you can do the meat sauce. You can do a pork sauce in there. Right. With pork marinara. You can do chorizo. A lot you can, of flexibility. A lot of flexibility. You can do. Uh, vegetables in there, right? Even if you don't want to put the pasta, you can slice that eggplant or squash zucchini real thin and do that in place of, of the pasta sheets, which I think is always really fun. Ooh. You know, um, but then you have pie, right? 
and you have you have pie with the strudel topping you have the cherry the apple the pumpkin the banana cream the chocolate cream so many variations right and then and none of us i don't even think ever touched on you had that that mud pie right oh, where it's the ice cream, the ice cream. right yeah. where it's, that's an ice cream pie you don't even have to do that thing all a mode it comes all a mode like yeah, that yeah. right it's just it's just on right and Look at it, it just makes you happy. It, pie. Pie, it, man, and look, we all know we do this at Thanksgiving. It's like everyone's crashed out. You're like the only one awake. What do you do, man? You go in the kitchen, take that pumpkin pie or pecan pie or whatever pie it is out of the fridge, and you just grab a fork and go sit down. You don't even get a plate. You don't even cut yourself a piece. You just turn into a monster, right? Is that you just, cool whip or ready whip? Oh, man, that's ready whip happening right there, man. <laughs> Right. And you just sit down and you just become this monster and you're just like, I'm just going to take a couple bites, watch some of the football game. And then right before halftime, you don't even realize it like the pie is gone. Right. And now you have to explain that to everybody. You're like, yeah, I don't know. Terrace came in and took the pie. I don't know what happened. Right. But <laughs> but I have a sweet tooth and I'm, I got to go pie. I got to love pie. There's just I mean, it, it's just. It just is. It just is. Pie has to represent the calorie buster because you got the sweet, you got the calorie. You can do ready whip for me, cool whip for hammerhead, but it's all good. Yeah, right. So pie is going to represent hot, oh, hot, cold, out of the tin, heated up, brought to you with some coffee, no coffee. Doesn't matter. Wait, aren't they putting it in mason jars these days too? Yeah, they're doing mason yeah. jar pies. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. It, it's really, I think, taking on a renaissance, which I absolutely love. I mean, I'd love to see them do lasagna in a mason jar be weird but i think something could happen so you know what that's not that's not far-fetched think about it you're doing layers right yeah yeah i mean i don't know do do you want to eat pasta out of a glass jar like a homeless person no i didn't think so you need an iced teaspoon (laughs) right yeah you need an iced teaspoon and a very long (laughs) knife exactly i don't know what would happen all right so it all comes down to if it tastes good if it tastes good and you can do it i don't know maybe you do that with chopsticks all right so on to the next one right we got cold apps versus hot apps we got the caprese salad representing the cold appetizer and then we have wings and all their glory representing the hot appetizer so hammerhead you went first last time so big d you get to go first this time well on this one i i don't see this one being too much of a of a fight um you know the caprese salad, the, the right time of uh, the day, mm-hmm. nice, uh, a lot of pluses to it, and what it was going up against. Uh, you know, I think it deserved the spot. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't pick it, I was the I was the chips and salsa guy because I just love fresh made salsa with some hot <clears throat> fresh made tortilla chips as a right as a little appetizer salad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This was apps. This was was this apps and yeah. salad, right? No, this yeah. was apps. This was apps. Apps. Was apps, yeah, because right. look, I mean, there was like I picked deviled eggs. They didn't make yeah. it, so I don't want to hear it. Darren, let me ask you: when you were sitting in the in the bar having your fresh chips and salsa, because I know you sat there for hours, were you having a margarita or a beer with it? I was having a beer with it. Fair Doing enough. Beers with that. I, I was enough. never really a margarita guy, but I think we're getting that here. Yeah, we're same. coming up to that pretty soon. Yeah. So, but no, I was a uh, so I was into Pacifico. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like uh, Soul. Yeah, and and Corona was third on the list back then. I'd even throw in a couple of Modelos before I went with Corona. No Dosakis, but, but I don't want to get off track. Uh, Dosakis, yeah, not bad. Yeah. But we'll we'll go back into this. Yeah. But so the chips and salsa with that, maybe that's why I picked chips and salsa because those are some good memories there too. Going down to Rosarito and Tijuana and uh, Ensenada, visiting Excuse their me. high schools too, or just mm, well, <laughs> you know, yes, because you can get away with it. Okay, just checking, just checking. <laughs> 
<laughs> during that time. No, but right. so if I take that Caprese and I put it with wings, I think we're all gonna know it's it's got to be wings. It's just too dominant of a. Of is that a, is that your a, final a, guess? That, is that your that final is pick? Final. All it's, right. Yeah. I mean, all right. All right, I like it. Yeah, I mean, Wings, how do you go wrong? So, Hammerhead, where are you at on this one? Well, I mean, I love the Caprese salad, but, uh, yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, you know, I had taquitos on there, and I knew right after I said it, I should have done Wings. I don't even know. It must have, uh, I don't know. You had stroke it out. I was going to let it go. I wasn't going to bring it up. But. Yeah. Right, well, you know, hey, look, it was my fault, and I, and I, and, and, and I know that, but, you know. Uh, but I mean, I just think it's the greatest thing ever. Wings. Wings. All right. There's not even a reason for my vote here because wings wins, but yes, wings, we're just going to put it in there. Wings wins hands down because yeah, you know what? Um, nobody's ever really impressed when you're like, yeah, dude, I had like 15 hottest Caprese salads ever. No, that's not a story, right? right? Like the same way. It's never a really good story when it's like, dude, first I was eating this salad. Right. No good stories start like that is always like, dude, we were drinking all these beers. That's how good stories start. You know, so I think wings here, hands down. Wings is the winner. Wingage. Ooh, I bet you I know what it's coming down to. If I could pick my bracket in the very end, I yeah, know we might we might do that. All right. So here we go. Vegan versus vegetarian. And we got Ooh. Beyond Patty and the vegan representative. And we got Romaine Lettuce for the vegetarian. So, Hammerhead. Sounds like you should start this one, Chef. Me? Uh, you want me to start this one? Yeah. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Let Tim be the tiebreaker. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just, so the Beyond Patty. Look, I Hammerhead. like Sorry. Hammerhead. I like what the Beyond Patty's done here recently and kind of maybe they've retooled or changed their grind and stuff from when they first came out. Um, But, and then, but Romaine. Romaine can be. A little versatile, not a whole lot. I mean, you don't. You could put a Beyond Patty on a pizza, but not really romaine lettuce. Um, you we know, did it Olive Garden. Yeah, like I said, that doesn't make it right. <laughs> just because I liked it, so it was right to me. Oh, okay, I'm just saying, just because somebody dropped some acid and went, "Dude, if we put lettuce on a pizza, like vegetarians will love us." <laughs> it's not a thing. It's not. You can't cook it. You, it's garnish at that point. It's not really part of the pizza. It's garnish. You know they do. They do R and D and roll it out and went nationwide. And again, doesn't make it right. They did R and D on on Saturn cars. That didn't make it right. R and D was the P and L statement. Yeah, that was the P and L. Was like, it's like, look, nineteen ounces of romaine lettuce cost us twelve cents, guys. I need you to pile that shit on there. Percent on this item. We're gonna charge twelve ninety five for pizza dough, sauce, cheese, and an impacted buttload of sliced romaine lettuce. <laughs> Sorry, We're just real, Sorry. yeah okay anyway got off on one there so I all right I'm gonna go with the Beyond Patty just because I I like where they're at I like what they're coming up mm. with and Beyond as a whole I think they're really pushing the limits and I think the Patty is a great um, cornerstone in their portfolio you know so and and honestly I had one recently really tough to tell between vegan beyond patty and a regular hamburger patty once you add all the toppings to it you know it really really hard to tell so for that right there i'll go with beyond patty so i think okay. you're up now big d well i uh i like the beyond patty 
And, and out of the lettuce arena, or, you know, between lettuce, uh, iceberg, spring mix, all that yeah. stuff we're seeing, I am a big fan of romaine. Uh, I, I like the hardiness of it. I mm-hmm. like when it's uh, when it's freshly cut and spun and dried and chilled. It's a mm-hmm. nice, vibrant salad that kind of um, accents the dressing of, of choice because I do think that makes it. It's not like the romaine is giving it a bunch of flavor, but it is giving a nice crunch and, and bite and, and fillness when you when you eat it. I like how uh, you're talking so, about a pizza topping like this. <laughs> that was this one application where outside of the box thinking it was still right, pretty right. good and, and okay. then now we, all right let's go there it had that pizza had some bread in it like a crouton mm-hmm. had cheese just mm-hmm. like the sprinkles that you would put on a okay. salad okay and it had the lettuce uh-huh, uh-huh. it was just the way it was presented was a little different okay so and the, and the hot and cold application was interesting okay the, the bite all right it was, all it was right. unique now obviously I'm maybe one of the few that liked it because eventually it went away. Oh, I was going to ask but, if it was still on the menu. Can no, we get it? I, I, I can feel you set me up for that. <laughs> so I had to go ahead and shut that down. It, no, it didn't. Uh, All right. It did go away. It did not work uh, on a long-term basis. But I think the effort of of putting romaine in and how strong and versatile it is, even in a, a warm application, I thought was kind of an interesting take. All right. And beyond Patty, I, I'm with you there. I, I couldn't tell you. And I, yeah. As far as... You know, it's not like a Beyond steak. Mm-hmm. It's Beyond patty. Not yet. So with the patty and I'll, okay, well I'll let them get there. If yeah, right. like they can okay. make a tenderloin look nice mm-hmm. okay. with some flavor. That you know what? If they come out with a New York strip, we all got to try that. That'd oh, be for sure. See if they do that, uh, maybe even a porterhouse, a Beyond porter. That'd be cool. Anyway, with with that said, they are making some good headway. Uh, they are. You, you know, making the burgers and everything tastes and, and go along great for those flexitarians out there that are making that transition, including mm-hmm. myself yep. and the kids. Uh, but I think I'd rather play around more and have uh, Romaine move forward with the versatility <laughs> of what I can do with that. Oh, my God. With the with the dressings, adding meat to it or not meeting. I mean, I've put grilled chicken with the Romaine, and it's a great hearty bite. Uh, you know, so I'm going to go with Romaine. Uh, one for the lettuce heads out there. All right, Hammerhead, your yeah. your wish has come true. You are the tiebreaker between the Beyond Patty what? and the head of Romaine. All right. Uh, one of my wishes. Nice. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Make a I, wish I, foundation. I do, if the pressure's too much, we can come back. Right. Uh, <laughs> I really do like Romaine, and I, and I like the Caesar salad and, and just, you know, really the way you described it of, of uh, you know, I can't tell you how many cases I've actually sat there and and uh, cut and cleaned and washed and spun and dried. And, yep. and you know, I mean, what a great, uh, like a visual. Um, because, yeah, there are so many different things you can do with romaine. And I like it grilled. Um, yeah. And the Beyond Patty with the, with the, when it when it's on a burger patty and it I mean when it's on a burger and it's all put together, um, I tell you by bite number three, I have no idea whether it's beef or not. I mean yeah. it, it it has really come so far and I really enjoy it. Um, and I, I'm trying to think of what other things. So I would take that patty and I might uh, you know brown up the break up the meat and brown it up and put it in my pasta sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, I could take that patty and you know, beyond bolognese. You know, I can 
break it up and make tacos. Mm -hmm. uh, I can do a lot of things with that. True. With that patty. Now, if we're talking just straight, we're doing a beyond patty. We're having a burger versus the romaine and the lettuce. Um, then that's, you know, completely different. I love both of these things. Both of the things that we picked on here, mm -hmm. I absolutely love. Uh, um, I love the produce and romaine and the way that I've changed my eating uh, here recently, the romaine really falls into it. Uh, it has a little bit, not much, but it has some nutritional value. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just love the romaine. Um, but there is nothing like having that beyond patty and, and being able to eat a, a burger and being able to eat a plant, a plant-based burger, um, Don't you do is, uh, do is it. the other do side it. of it. And, and this is really hard for me to pick both of these. Mm -hmm. Um, do do it. But I think I'm going to be a lettuce head and choose. Yeah! Oh, man. I was going to come yeah, back. Real tough. real tough because I absolutely love that Beyond Patty. I'm, I was the one that picked it. I think someone else picked beets and carrots and yeah. that other one. I and I, I, I truly love that Beyond Patty. When, when I first got it, I tell you, um, it, it was just, it changed the way I, I mean, I eat those regularly. See, I was going to come back with the argument that if you were to eat the Beyond Patty kind of protein style with no bun, that it would be yeah. wrapped in romaine. But it romaine's not the star there. It's the Beyond Patty's the star. It there. is the Beyond. You're right. Right? I mean, but but you made your choice. You wrap that in Greenleaf. You'd wrap that in romaine. I'm just saying based off these two. You could. Oh, you okay. could. Just based off here is that even in a hamburger, the romaine is in the Beyond Patty hamburger, but it's not the star of the hamburger. Yeah. See, Romain, yes, Romain's but... a co-star, always. Even on your dumb pizza, it's a co-star. No, I don't know, man. <laughs> Good crisp Romain lettuce on that burger can make that crunch, that bite, that whole texture. I'd still do it with the uh, be, with the better burger lettuce. Well, yeah. The butter leaf is good, too. Yeah, yeah butter, butter leaf. leaf. All, right. All right. All right, so we have to – So we have to – Yeah, he's not going <laughs> to. Don't be virtual fist bumping right now. All right, so we have to skip cocktails and, and – uh, and pale ale because the or no the cocktail and beer portion because we have a yeah. still have a tiebreaker in cocktails. So what we'll do right now is just kind of mm -hmm. recap where we're where we're at, so everyone can stay on pace, stay on the same page. So in the sandwich category, I got to make myself some notes here too because there's too much going on and I'm gonna forget. So in the sandwich, oh, what did I do? No, we're good. In the sandwich category, we have the Italian sub beat the Reuben. So the Italian sub next week is going to go up against Cobb salad, right? Because the Cobb salad won between soup and salad. Yes. So bad for Another you. Another injustice. So bad for you. <laughs> no fa. Right. And then we have between uh, beef and pork. Of course, bacon went out, right? This was the beef and pork category and bacon. Just want everything because that's what bacon does. Bacon's a winner. Right? This comes down to bacon and pie. Beef? I don't know. I have okay, and then we'll get predictions here in a minute. All right, we'll get predictions for the whole thing here. So between uh seafood and chicken, the airline chicken breast one. And that was between seafood and chicken represented by the airline chicken breast. The chicken one. Uh, yeah. 
And then in today's recap between yeah. pies and lasagna in the calorie buster. I don't know how to spell this one either. The calorie buster, the pie wins because pie is beautiful. In the hot and cold app section, wings is going to be represented in the apps for the appy apps. In the vegan vegetarian, fucking romaine. You better write that. Just like you said, F yeah. Romaine. F yeah. Romaine. Just keep it. Right? Okay, but we, we have incomplete categories, which we can't do. Wow. So we can look at this again and decide if somebody wants to change their vote, if somebody is feeling a little different, if no, they want I to complete bring, this. I think we bring somebody else on. You want to bring somebody else on? All right. Another perspective. Okay. Yeah, and besides, I've never had anything except a a, a, a lager. So in that last well, category, well, pale ale was already decided in beer. We need somebody to bust up this cocktail tie. Well, why did oh, pale ale win? Yeah. Oh, because because it won. Was yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we need somebody right. to well, break up. Want them. It was, it was going to be interesting just to get another take on somebody else in the bracket anyway, right? Yeah, true. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But we just so everyone remembers, it's Margarita versus Old Fashioned versus Bloody Mary in a three-way massacre. We have yet to have a was victor. Was Noah we were going to call in? No, that's my fault. I never reached out. Yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> whatever, dude. So, I got uh, one or two other things I got to do. Too. Yeah, that's fine. No biggie. No pressure. Um, so, we're going to have Bacon go up against Airline Chicken Breast. Oh. Huh. Okay. Cobb salad go up against the Italian sandwich. Ooh, that's a good one. Right? Then we're going to have pie go up against wings. Woo! And then we're going to have romaine go up against the winner in the bar drinks, either the cocktail or uh, the pale ale, which was the winner of the beer segment. So that's what we have to look forward to. I already know. I have a feeling I know. Okay, so Big D, uh, pick your pick your uh, two that are going to go and fight it out for the championship. My two are going to buy bacon. Mm-hmm. I think bacon and pie is what I was thinking. You're thinking bacon, idea. bacon versus pie. Oh, can you imagine a bacon pie? What? <laughs> See what? That's just that's a match that made is, in heaven. I think. Uh, and then who wins? Oh, who wins man. that one? Who wins that one? Who Ooh, wins? Wait a minute. The wing was in there. Yeah. The wing is in there. Shit. I don't know. This is I'm going to stick, gonna stick with bacon and pie. And then who wins between bacon and pie? Um, you want to think uh, on it and we'll get Tim's uh, Tim's guess here? I'm going to go with pie. You're going to go pie? Oh, pie. Pie for the upset. All right, yeah. Hammerhead, What do you? Wh- who are your final two? Well, I mean, this is, I mean, it's kind of like if we go ahead and say, I mean, you know, this is it. I mean, we've whittled it down to this, but Uh I mean, listen, uh, I think it's bacon and wings all day long. Bacon and wings? Oh, all right. I don't think it's a hard, uh, a hard choice. And then if it wings more than pot. And then, yeah, hey, 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 let the guy have a straight. Okay. Bacon and wings go head to head. Who wins that? Well, 
If I say bacon, I I, I predict. Uh-huh. I have yeah. to, isn't this rooting the bracket for us? No, yes. no, yes, no, yes, no. That's why I tried to say that. Because we still got to argue. We still got to argue over it. Uh, we got to leave some room to sway somebody. Yeah, and who knows? Who knows? I think Bo is going bacon all the way. So yeah, he is. This obvious. <laughs> Right. I don't know. I we'll see. Bacon, he says bacon it wins, but I got. I don't know. I'm going wings. I'm going wings till I die. Oh, you're gonna go wings till I see. This is why we gotta have this because look, you know, I we're just gonna just stop the other person from winning. No, yeah. <laughs> it's already wing tight, bacon. <laughs> yes, it's what it's whittled down to. I mean. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go Cobb salad. Ver- no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it depends oh, because pretty- we don't know. We don't know what bacon's gonna go up against, right? I'm thinking. I'm going. Cobb I'm thinking. Salad. I'm thinking. Man, I'm thinking bacon. You know what bacon's going up against? Is it wings or is it pie? Oh, you mean at the final? Yeah, at the final. We. I mean, we well, don't. Basically, we all agree bacon's gonna win the category of the left. Yeah, I mean, on the left-hand side, I think uh, it's gonna—it's a tough—it's gonna be a tough putt for anybody to beat Bacon on the left side of the bracket. <laughs> on the right side of the bracket, though, I feel that we might need a whole half hour next week to go when we hit uh, pie and wings. I think there might be uh, fist thrown verbally, um, <laughs> but but because I'm having a tough time between those two right now, you know, and and as I toggle back and forth, I'm just like, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it. I think it might be wings, but I want it to be pie. But it, uh, so I have to get my argument ready. It's yeah, I mean, and then and then we got Romaine going up. Okay, Romaine's gonna lose. Closing statements. Yeah, Romaine's gonna lose to whatever beverage comes out of this one. That's just fair. Water. Right. Yeah, Romaine. <laughs> it's not, it, even really Romaine's like ninety-seven percent water, so it's just gonna lose in the beverage category. I think because who wants to eat their yeah, water? Romaine is in my Bloody Mary. Uh, go, what's not in your bloody mary <laughs> jesus you know so it's like All okay the vegan vegetables are in my bloody mary. you know so what cocktail is going to go up against wing the winner of the wings and pie that may be a thing i don't know i don't know but i i think i th- you mean to think tell it's me gonna be wings? An old fashion over wings or pie I don't know. I did, if well, look if if I what? if I pitch if if I I need help. That's duh. That's a given. But it, but if like okay, let's say let's say I go for pie, but wings wins out, right? So I might have animosity towards wings. So I might vote for the old fashioned or the margarita just to Dude. just to piss. I mean, I don't know. But I think bacon's going to come down on the left. I think we're going to have. Tim, a- can you be Bo's sponsor? <laughs> you know, I, I think I should. I, I, I'm not going bacon. <laughs> so he's not my sponsor there. <laughs> yeah, that's a deal breaker. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's going to be tough. But if I had to. Okay, so I'll say bacon and wings. And then I think bacon wins it. I think bacon goes all the way here. You know, but. That's why we have to do the bracket because you just can't say bacon's a winner or pie's a winner, or wings are a winner, but this is why we have to do the bracket. You know what? I, I think I think I'm gonna ask Val to come back on. I think we're gonna need some more guests to come on here and help bust this up a little bit. But uh as we come up to it, everyone stay tuned for next week. That's the end of this week's bracket. And Darren, you wanna take us home? Yes. So, hey, everybody, thanks again for joining us here on Fire Table. If you have any requests or comments, please send it over to bigdfiretable at gmail.com. We'll be happy to respond back to you and take on your ideas uh, and um, have them here on the podcast and discuss them with you. So, once again, thank everybody. Thank you, Chef Bo. Thank you, Hammerhead Tim. We will see you next week. Bye. See you.
Pick up your food, you slackers.